0: Trinity Sunday is intended by the church's tradition to bring into focus the three approved ways that we experience the deity and presumably as the deity it experiences itself, namely as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You may have noticed an underrepresentation of the feminine in the Godhead, which reminds me of the individual who died one fine day and went to heaven. There she or he decided to look up Mary, the mother of Jesus, and put a nagging question to her. Mary, the person said, I notice that in all the paintings you look sad, why is that? And she said, well, I haven't told anyone this, but I kind of wanted a girl. (laughs) From today's perspective, the Bible and Christian theology in general seem not yet to have balanced the experiences and basic reality of about half the global population with that of men. Perhaps Trinity Sunday will one day be redesigned to include the reminder that both Bible and tradition need more work. But also this morning is the memory of one Trinity Sunday at a large church where I worked in Pasadena years ago a dear clergy colleague, newly ordained at the time, opened his sermon saying, the rector cautioned me not to preach on the Trinity, but I'm going to do it anyway. There followed a lengthy and convoluted recitation, mostly irrelevant to anything. That finally concluded as he paused and admitted, I guess the rector was right. (laughs) Following that sensible precedent, I'd only like to spotlight today's gospel account of Jesus predicting his own death. It reads, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the son of man be lifted up, meaning, lifted up on the cross, dying as a criminal on a Roman instrument of torture and execution. What could be the meaning of something so grotesque? Following Paul's writings beginning in the fifth chapter of Romans, the church for centuries said the reason why Jesus was crucified is that humankind are corrupt and alienated from the deity. We needed to be reconciled to the deity through a cosmic act of atonement. The innocent Jesus, according to this, died in terrible agony in payment of a debt of sins that we ran up against heaven If you find this teaching appropriate to your life, if for you it has explanatory power, then fine. But it seems fair to say that for a growing number who are not interested in the church, this teaching seems unsatisfactory or worse. Recent feminist scholarship proposes an alternative understanding of Jesus' death. This views the cross as the ultimate price he paid for being faithful, faithful to what he had taught others about a new, more inclusive way to live. The crucifixion occurred in this view because he was faithful to what seemed true to him, and just and merciful concerning the equality of all people, the equality of even the hated Samaritans and Gentiles, red and yellow, black and white, and as Paul later wrote in Galatians, Jew and Greek, male and female, slave. And free. We can easily infer he loved and loves gay men, lesbians, bisexuals, and transgendered people too. No one is excluded from the divine love. Jesus went to the cross because he was faithful to all faithful to what he had stood for and what he had taught and lived by, faithful to himself to the final inch, in the words of Solzhenitsyn. The plausibility of this explanation of his death is that the price in this world for such integrity and individuality against exclusive and excluding religion, government, and culture is frequently death. It has been so down the centuries. It is so today. To some of us, this is the simple and uncomplicated picture of what caused his being lifted up upon the cross. Our tradition does make room for divine solace in the time of our own dying and death. I have nowhere seen that more clearly and I would say sweetly than in a poem by a great leader of the early 20th century Harlem Renaissance, a black American southerner who knew the Lord Jesus, James Weldon Johnson. I close this morning with Johnson's beautiful poem, Go Down Death. Weep not, weep not, she is not dead. She's resting in the bosom of Jesus. Heartbroken husband, weep no more grief-stricken son, weep no more, left lonesome daughter, weep no more, she's only just gone home. Day before yesterday morning, God was looking down from his great high heaven, looking down on all his children, and his eye fell on Sister Caroline, tossing on her bed of pain. And God's big heart was touched with pity, with the everlasting pity. And God sat back on his throne, and he commanded that tall, bright angel standing at his right hand, Call me death. And that tall, bright angel cried in a voice that broke like a clap of thunder, Call death call death and the echo sounded down the streets of heaven till it reached way back to that shadowy place where death waits with his pale white horses. And death heard the summons and he leaped on his fastest horse pale as a sheet in the moonlight. Up the golden street death galloped and the hooves of his horse struck fire from the gold, but they didn't make no sound. Up death rode to the great white throne and waited for God's command. And God said, go down death, go down. Go down to Savannah, Georgia, down in Yamakwa and find sister Caroline. She's borne the burden and heat of the day. She's labored long in my vineyard, and she's tired, she's weary. Go down, Death, and bring her to me. And Death didn't say a word, but he loosed the reins on his pale white horse, and he clamped the spurs to his bloodless sides. Out and down he rode through heaven's pearly gates, past suns and moons and stars on death road and the foam from his horse was like a comet in the sky. On death road, leaving the lightning's flash behind, straight on down he came. While we were watching round her bed, she turned her eyes and looked away. She saw what we couldn't see She saw old death, she saw old death coming like a falling star. But death didn't frighten Sister Caroline. He looked to her like a welcome friend and she whispered to us, I'm going home and she smiled and closed her eyes. And death took her up like a baby and she lay in his icy arms, but she didn't feel no chill. And death began to ride again, up beyond the evening star, out beyond the morning star, into the glittering light of glory, glory, onto the great white throne. And there he laid Sister Caroline on the loving breast of Jesus. And Jesus took his own hand and wiped away her tears and he smoothed the furrows from her face. And the angels sang a little song and Jesus rocked her in his arms and kept saying, take your rest, take your rest, take your rest. Weep not, weep not, she is not dead She's resting in the bosom of Jesus.